This is episode 19 of Supercut for October 31st, 2023. Welcome to season four of Papercut, the Nyack Libraries podcast. I'm Lenore Pagosian. I'm the new programs and community engagement librarian. I previously worked for New York Public Library and Queens Public Library, but I have since made Rockland County my new home and the Nyack Library my home away from home. I'm happy to be here to talk about books and other interesting, interesting things with you all. Welcome. We're happy to have you. Um, and it's great to be back because the last episode we did was what December maybe. Mm-hmm. So yay! Um, and I'm Tr- Tracy Dunstan. And I'm Morgan Strand. Yeah, welcome to Nor. Yay! Yay! Thank you. And this episode we're going to talk about Halloween and banned books. So basically, banned books, scary banned books, and then just scary books. So who wants to start talking about their favorite banned books? I can start. Uh, my favorite books and movies of all time, the Lord of the Rings trilogy. So um, when I saw that while I was doing my research that this is a frequent banned and challenged book series, I was really surprised, especially because of the reason. So it was challenged due to having satanic themes, I'll put that in quotes, or being anti-Christian, which if anybody knows the series or Tolkien he was actually very heavily, he's actually a Catholic, was very heavily influenced by C.S. Lewis, who, you know, everybody knows wrote the Narnia books. He was also super Catholic. Everything in those books have Christian themes. So does Lord of the Rings. There's a lot of parallels there. So to me, the, the reasoning for banning those books is, it's moot. It doesn't make sense. You're saying it's anti-Christian, but it's actually pro-Christian. You know, if you start picking apart the themes of the series, you know, with um, Gandalf especially, he's, you know, godlike. The ring itself is a Christian symbolism. I have been mean to ask you, who's your favorite character in Lord of the Rings? Oh, wow. That's a good question. <laughs> well, I'll say Gandalf. Mr. Gandalf, yeah. I'll go with him. Um, but I also want to say one last thing about this, why I think it's shouldn't be banned, you know, because they're actually very pious and innocent, these, you know, books and films. There's no sexuality in there. There's no vulgar language. You know, it's appropriate for children. This is why children read The Hobbit. So I say nay to the book banners and challenges of Lord of the Rings trilogy. I agree as well. For me, I, I had a few. I was struggling with picking which one like which one I want to talk about. Uh, it's interesting because some of the books that I was writing down, we've talked about on this podcast. Um, the first one that came to mind was All Boys Aren't Blue. Um, and we've talked about that one before, but I guess I'm going to go with The Hate You Give. I really loved The Hate You Give. It's a YA book about a 16-year-old girl who witnesses police like police violence against her friend and he dies and... Um, she's torn between her two worlds she goes to a a predominantly white private school and she lives in an urban area and she's torn between these two worlds and just the battle internally externally it's really moving i love the book the movie was great as well usually the the movies aren't as good but that one actually was on point the book was challenged for its profanity and depiction of drug dealing and for um using like black lives matter 
So um, I think it's really relevant to, you know, things that are going on now. I also don't agree that it should be banned. <laughs> I don't know. It's just a great book. Uh, I have multiple copies in the teen room here. It goes out. We have the prequel as well. Oh, what's the prequel? I am going to look up the title now because I do not remember. I didn't know there was one. Me either. It's a good choice. Good to know. And the movie's really pretty good. I like that movie a lot. Yeah, I like the movie. The prequel to um, The Hate You Give is called Concrete Rose. And it's about uh, the girl from The Hate You Give. It's about her father and him growing up in the 90s, which is so funny because it's considered historical fiction at this point, which is really rude. Um, wow. And uh, <laughs> it starts when he's 17. And it just follows his life and how he became her dad and like how, why he became the person he is because he's a really important character in the book and in the movie The Hate You Give. So yeah, it's, yeah, that was really important. Um, and I think that's all I want to talk about with banned books, unless you need me to talk about more, Tracy. I can because I have, okay. So then I'll wait and I have some creepy books. Cool. Nice. <laughs> I just wanted to talk about two books. The Hunger Games and 1984, both on the banned books list, because I found the ALA um, top 100 most banned books for uh, 2010 to 2019. And Hunger Games is number 12 and 1984 is number 79. It, they've been banned for being insensitive, insensitive, offensive language, violence, anti-family ethics, rather, and occult and satanic, which... Um, the Hunger Games is like one of my favorite YA book series. Uh, I think it's well written. It had like an unusual take on the protagonist by having the female be more of the traditionally male role and the male have more of the traditionally traditional female role. And I don't think it's anti-family at all. It's she's all her, the whole book's about her trying to save her sister. And I think it has a good warning about like how what, what we could become if we, you know, keep heading towards our fun dystopian future that's going on. And then I got the second one I want to talk about was To Kill a Mockingbird, which it's usually voted most like America's most favorite book all like everywhere. It was voted um the great best American read a couple of years ago. At our library, we had a pick your best banned book uh poll with our patrons, and it was voted the, their favorite then too. And it's it's always like one of the best 100 novels. So I'm just shocked that it's it's picked because it's used in school all the time. Yeah. It's got a great message. Why does it always end up on this list? yeah but, but i also I really like people there's just some certain people are very sensitive about issues relating to race but if they actually read the book it's a teaching moment with regards to race so in my opinion whoever's challenging or banning they're not actually reading the entire book to put it into context they're just going through and finding passages that might have words that offend them that's what i think is going on Agreed. Which is unfortunate. Okay. I feel like before you can complain about a book, you should read it. <laughs> That's my issue. Yeah. I you, Before you complain about a book, you should read it. Or you can just not read it. That too. There are so many books in this library that just, I look at the cover and I'm like, nah, not for me. Not because I have a problem with it, but just because I just don't, it doesn't look interesting to me. And I just, guess what? I just keep walking to the book I was coming to look for. You don't have to read those books. Um, there's books for everyone. And what I like may not interest someone else. So I, yeah. Good point. Yeah. 
I think it's interesting too. A lot of the banned books that are on the list have their dystopian novel. That's a common, it's like, they don't like dystopian. The Handmaid's Tale, for example, you mentioned 1984. Hunger Games could also be considered dystopian. It's like, they don't like those stories where society is put under a microscope and you know all the flaws in society you know bubble up to the surface and um one of the ones i wanted to talk about is the handmaid's tale by margaret atwood because this is always banned or challenged and it says because for vulgar language and graphic depictions of sex also morally corrupt and detrimental to christian values um which i completely disagree with it's i think it's a gem i think everybody should read it especially all women and that this is a book that if I would encourage my daughter to read, you know, because it challenges thoughts of patriarchy. It's like a feminist, you know, movement almost within the book. I would encourage everyone to pick up a copy. You um have and you a follow-up too, the testaments is also very good. Have you watched the show? I do, yeah, I watched the show. Big fan. I wanted to mention something. I don't know if you know about the Seattle Public Library. They have a program called Books Unbanned. So what they're doing is they're offering a library card for free through the Seattle Public Library to anybody in the country. If you're between the ages of 13 and 26 and you live anywhere, out, even outside of Washington State, you can get a library card from their library. And it's to encourage people to check out any ebook, e-audio book or banned book if you can get to the library in person, in person or get an ebook or e-audio book if you don't live in Washington State. So I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, that is pretty cool. Doing. I think, does New York Public Library do that as well? But, uh, Brooklyn does that. Brooklyn, yeah. Brooklyn. I was, I've heard this before. That's really cool. Brooklyn does it too, but um, I just wanted to shout out Seattle Public because I think um, they're very successful with it from what I've heard. Nice. That's really cool. And it's sad because it seems like banned books are on the rise because I think I was looking at the ALA uh, stats for it. I think it's up like 30% from last year. Yeah, the like problem that. is social media. Um, and there's a lot of mom groups out there and they, they start sharing things with each other and it just kind of, it just boils over um, and it gets out of hand because their moms like share with other moms, for example, and it's all scare tactics. Like, oh, this book has, you know, sexual, you know, somebody's sexual orientation in it, you can't show your kids, you gotta get it out of the public, you know, school library. And then another mom will read will read the article. She won't actually know what the book is or even know what it's about, but then she'll share it and then people start panicking. So I think it's social media has like exasperated the fear of, you know, these books, you know, I don't know, corrupting our children, which is, you know, not the case, actually. Read. Should we move on to creepy, creepy band books? Yes, yeah. I'm ready. Um, may I go first? Mm-hmm. Go for it. Okay. So, creepy band books. I don't really do creepy, um, but I sometimes accidentally do creepy. Uh, so, I read Monday's Not Coming by Tiffany D. Jackson. It is a YA book, and it is about... Um, it's about a girl and she, her name is Monday. She goes missing and 
her friend is on like a quest to find her. And as she's like looking for her and she's realizing that no one really cares that she's missing and she's like uncovering all these things, it um, was banned and challenged by different schools because it deals with sexual abuse and violence. Um, but I think this is a really important book. Um, despite the fact that it is creepy, <laughs> Tiffany D. Jackson does do a lot of creepy books. Um, it just, it deals with an issue that we are dealing with today. A lot of black girls, black women go missing and it's not even talked about. It's not made into a big deal nationally. Um, the same way it is when people of other races go missing. And so it's an actual problem we have. So I think books like this are important. Um, and I think it's a great way to get the message across, um, teens like creepy. So, you know, that they're into that. Um, I recommend it to you guys. If you haven't read it yet, it was, it was really good. Um, and another book that I read that was very creepy, um, very, very creepy Coraline by Neil, Neil Gaiman. Um, that one has been banned. It's been challenged, uh, nationally in schools because of it deals with scare, scarier uh, themes and a lot of people don't feel like the age range of the book is appropriate um, although I think Coraline is supposed to be a tween so I, I'm not sure why it would be inappropriate um, but it's a great book um, I know that it's a movie as well uh, haven't seen the movie will not do that uh, but I really, I really did enjoy it um, a lot. And then um, my last one is uh, Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark, another children's book. Um, classic. I think there's many in the series. And that one's just been challenged in schools because of the scarier themes and because some of the books have violence in them. Um, so, yeah, those have been challenged and those are all creepy but I still recommend all of them. <laughs> My nine-year-old daughter, you know, she watched the movie Coraline and she uh -huh. liked it and she wanted the book too. So she's read the book and there's a graphic novel version of it. Yes. So I think, you know, kids, they like horror. So they do like horror. Despite um, what parents think. <laughs> right, right. The, the graphic novel, I often have people asking me for that I've used it in my middle school book club um for, in October before um a lot of the kids come in asking for horror they ask for mm -hmm. horror they ask for, for true crime murder mysteries um they want scary stuff and so I'm like okay are you sure you know so Coraline's got nothing on some of the other books but yeah mm -hmm. they like it they like it a lot and Coraline is a classic so the people keep asking for it so why would you ban it you know mm -hmm. Um, I also wanted to discuss scary stories because um, the illustrations are what some parents get upset about because they're scary illustrations. But I think it just adds to the the, the text, you know. It's, it's part of the, the book series. And I recently saw a documentary called Scary Stories where they talk about this book series and, and there's a lot of nice, cool, like, guest stars in it. Like R.L. Stein, they interviewed him about it. It's really cool. I think it's on Canopy. I think I saw it there. That's really cool. I didn't even um, know that that existed. It's a good, it's a documentary all about the scary stories to tell in the dark. So I think anybody who's a fan should watch the documentary as well. Sure. And you'd be surprised, like talking about kids books that are scary that get banned, the Goosebumps series gets banned and challenged too, which is so popular, you know, 
I grew up reading them. Kids still read Goosebumps. And yeah, horror is here to stay. Stephen King, I mean, the master of horror, right? All of his books have been challenged. The Shining, Cujo, Carrie, Gerald's Game, Pet Cemetery, Salem's Lot, Thinner, It, Bag of Bones, the list goes on and on. It's, it's all been challenged or banned, you know? So it's just, it, to me, it sounds like, okay, you're not a horror fan, you know? <laughs> <Right>. That's okay. <laughs> read something else. <laughs> but I'm going to read Stephen King, <laughs> so. What about that book that you were, that I you recommended to be the other day, Lenore? Oh, yeah, I was going to go over that when we do, like, horror, Halloween horror. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. We're still on a creepy band. Lenore, are you uh, into horror books? I do, I love horror. Oh, no. Okay. Yeah, I do. <laughs> no, I no, no. What about oh, you? I want to talk about one more that that was that surprised me. Okay, so there's the original Frankenstein written by Mary Shelley. Yes. yes. This book was released in 1818. Okay. And she wrote this when she was a teenager. That's what, you know, it's a remarkable book, right? And this was this book was banned in 1955 in, during South African apartheid because they considered it objectionable and obscene. You know, so that's their opinion on that. But um, this is considered the first horror novel. It's also considered the first science fiction novel. I mean, historically, it's an important novel. And I remember reading it for some English class and you know, thought it was you know, perfectly fine. Nothing wrong there. Yeah, right. So really, I, I like that book, actually. <laughs> You were going to ask something, Morgan, before? I was just asking if you were into horror books, too, or do you read them because you have to for, like, book clubs and stuff? I'm not really into it, but for some reason this year, I really want to read a scary book. So I was asking it in order because I know she likes mystery and horror. I'm like, that doesn't seem up your alley. You're usually into, like, the Bridgerton and, like, you know, (laughs) nice, nice, nice books. (laughs) I want, like, a really... A ghost story or something. At night, I can't, I can't do the horror books. Like Halloween vibes and fall vibes. Yeah. Ah, no, no, you guys lost me. I'm sorry. They <laughs> get me sometimes with the book clubs because they'll request it. And I'm like, I can't not read it because, you know, I need to be able to talk about it. Or like I said, sometimes I'll pick up a book and be like, this looks nice. And I'll re- start reading it. And then I'm like, what is, why, why is this happening? <laughs> Never do I purposely go and read a horror <laughs> book. So my gosh, you're brave. <laughs> and I'm in a, this book club with my friend and uh, her and her friends, and they're really into thrillers. So I've been reading a lot of thriller lately because of that book club. So I'm getting more into that. But normally I'm more about the historical fiction and the Bridgerton and whatnot. It's nice to, you know, explore other genres every now and then. Yeah. Mix it up. Um, the only creepy band book that I was going to talk about is Beloved, just because I, I love this book. Mm-hmm. Um, we I read it in high school for this like combined social studies in the English class that I was in, and we did this whole year long uh presentation on it, and I've loved it ever since then. I just think it's just a really good book. It's it talks about slavery in a way that's interest. I mean, slavery is interesting in general, but it, it's like a creative way of presenting themes, and I just don't get. I mean, no, like it's like you were saying before, and then where it's like it's banned because of explicit content, talking about EDI stuff, violence, and whatnot, but. I mean, it's been like used in AP classes for years, and I just think it's a great book. And she's a local author too, which is which is nice. You know, Toni Morrison is a you know famous author, you know, world renowned, you know, decorated and celebrated. So yeah, I mean, I think the the book banning stuff that's going on it doesn't really happen in our state. It's more so in you know 
other parts of the country, maybe more rural parts of the country, unfortunately. You'd be surprised, Nanor. Come yeah, to the room. We can talk. You'd be surprised. Oh, no, don't tell me that. <laughs> in my high school the other day was in that article that Morgan was in. And they used my high school as an example of, of a high school that banned books. So it's oh, very no. sad. Yeah. Yeah. They, yeah. I'm telling it, you, it's the social it's, media spreading lies and propaganda. It's going on. Yeah. Um, beloved. So Tracy, um, you lost me there. See, no, now I, I think for me, I'm scarred by beloved because of the movie. I just remember seeing certain scenes from it and I was like, Nope, I'm never watching. I'm never going to watch this. I'm never going to read that. That's all for me, but I've never heard anything, but like amazing things about that book. And I've read everything else from Toni Morrison. So I'm, sh I'm sure it's wonderful and there's no reason for it to be banned. Um, I just, I, I can't, it just seems too scary for me. I can't. <laughs> it is very dark. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. How is the bluest eye? I keep meaning to read that one. And I know that one's always, I, I think love, it's. That's on the list too. Yeah. It's yeah, number three. Or it, I loved it though. And that's a classic. I loved it. I love the bluest eye. Um, another one, Stephen King will never do it. Um, although I did hear recently uh, that. He had that movie Stand By Me is like from a, is Stephen like he King. He wrote that. Mm -hmm. so yeah, I, he doesn't just do horror. He does like, you know, well thrillers too. And Shawshank is him too. And Shawshank, yep. Shawshank is Stephen King? It's really good. Yeah, short, story. short story. I, I love Shawshank. Yeah. Wow. Okay. And one right. of his more recent books that I read is not a horror book at all. Um, It was just a regular old like kind of murder mystery. Like no horror in it whatsoever so he's he does he's known as a horror author but he's not exclusively right. horror i would do that book then i like true crime and all, mysteries and stuff like that just no it i don't want to be called, scared um, billy summers was what it was called what is it called billy summers okay and it's stephen king and it's not horror thank you <laughs> you're welcome shall we move on to creepy books sure i got three recommendations go for it all right, so last year I read one that I really liked. It was called Hidden Pictures by Jason Rekulak. I don't know if I'm saying that right. R-E-K-U-L-A-K. Um, I enjoyed it a lot. It was a winner of the Goodreads Best Horror Novel in 2022. So it's about a woman. She works as a nanny for a young boy who has strange and disturbing secrets. So in the beginning, she loves her job. The boy is a delight to watch. She doesn't have any issues. But then she starts noticing that the boy is drawing very disturbing images in his sketchbook, such as a man in a forest dragging a lifeless woman's body through the forest. So she becomes concerned. Then the boy's artwork becomes increasingly sinister, with the stick figures are now evolving into lifelike sketches that are well beyond the ability of a five-year-old boy. So the nanny starts suspecting that these maybe images of a crime that happened long ago and a supernatural force is like taking over the boy and making him draw these images. It's a really, really excellent horror novel. I enjoyed it a lot. I recommend it. The next one was the one I recommended to Tracy. It's by Simone St. James. It's called The Broken Girls. This came out a few years ago. It's a, so Simone St. James, her, a lot of her books are mystery thrillers, but there's always paranormal elements in her books. And this one's about an old haunted boarding school. So it's it's great. It's like a mystery and a ghost story all in one. Um, and there's another author who is similar, Jennifer McMahon. She's also really good at setting the tone. She oftentimes 
sets her novels in Vermont in the fall. And, you know, she describes the, this, the place, the sense of place is really strong in her books. And there's always ghosts in her novels, always. My favorite one by her is The Winter People. It's about a mother and her daughter, two daughters who live off the grid in rural Vermont. And one day one of the daughters disappears and then her sister finds an old diary in the floorboards belonging to a woman who had died behind their farmhouse a hundred years prior. So now she has to unearth this mystery about this woman to help her find her sister. So I wrote spooky vibes all the way. <laughs> Sounds good. Okay, um, so I have a couple of YA scary books to recommend. Um, the first one's called The Taking of Jake Livingston, and that's by Ryan Douglas. And um, Jake is a teenage medium, so he can, like, talk to spirits and ghosts. Um, so he's not really like other high schoolers, um, but he's doing his best. He's dealing with crushes, friendship, drama in school, light racism, and also helping dead people move on. And um, there's a violent and vengeful ghost, and it starts to haunt him. And he it basically he's met his match and the whole book is about him trying to deal with this spirit and it's creepy and crazy and relatable because high school problems and I really liked it. Another one that I wrote down, uh, I did not read this one because of the cover, but the teens have told me it is very good. So I recommend it. It's called Haro Hotel and it's by Victoria Fulton and Faith McLaren says ghost hunting teenage influencers in a haunted hotel in LA combined into a fast paced YA horror novel that will send shivers racing down your spine with enough twists and turns to keep you squarely in your seat. This book will keep you reading past your bedtime. <laughs> so again, not reading it, but I heard <laughs> this. <laughs> I heard it's really good. And then um, my last one is from uh, Ayana Gray, and it's called Beasts of Prey. Magic monsters in an epic hunt make this dark YA fantasy a must-read for horror fans. Kofi and Ekon join forces to hunt monsters in the greater jungle, a place filled with wild magic and nightmarish beasts. Pick this one up if you're into spooky books. So there you go. <laughs> nice. Thanks. <laughs> um, I don't have too many because, like we were talking about, I don't read scary books as much but um i saw i really like turn of the screw which is was written in 1898 it's a horror um novella by henry james about um a governess trying to protect these her children these children from uh some strange encounters at a remote county uh country house um i also really like sleepy hollow well I like the idea of Sleepy Hollow. Actually, reading the book itself, it's a little dry, but I like his, I like um, Rip Van Winkle a little bit better, but just because it's local, I just get into that whole Sleepy Hollow thing. Um, and I also really like, what's that author, Morgan, who does like One of Us is Lying and The Cousins? And... Yeah, yeah, Karen McNamara. Yeah. Her stuff's mm -hmm. really good too. Yeah, those are a little creepy too. Those are like, true crime mystery but they also have those some are like psychological thrillers yeah, yeah like thriller yeah and yeah it's a really popular genre so it's like oh my gosh those are always also. Out. yeah well, always going out and just some tv shows i wanted to mention just is i haunting a hill house really scared the crap out of oh, me but I it was think. really really good yeah nope. it was really good and really sad actually mm -hmm. and um i've gotten into text me when you get home recently it's like true crime um about like 
awareness for women about missing like what you're talking about morgan about tends to have like different types of women and um their cases and that like real life stuff tends to scare me more than like vampires and witches and all that stuff um and what about the um did you have you guys watched the interview with the vampires tv show i haven't haven't watched the series but i've read all the books because i'm a big Anne rice fan so if you've watched game of thrones watch it um, yeah, if you watch Game of Thrones, Grey Worm from Game of Thrones, he stars in this show, and oh, I've heard that it is. I've heard it's so good, and I, I I'm not gonna do it, but I heard that it's really really good. Um, I've heard that Wednesday is really good. Um, mm. I'm trying to think of some other creepy shows. I don't really have too many creepy. I have a lot of true crime stuff. Yeah, yeah, and <laughs> fantasy. Like I like charmed and harry potter and like not so much yeah, really creepy stuff light witchcraft yeah <laughs> like witchcraft yeah, yeah. <laughs> just you taste. remember the movie like the rules of magic yes that's, yeah that's yeah. based on a book by alice hoffman oh, okay and, i like her um, uh-huh. and it's a and she has several books that follow the same characters like there's like sisters and a brother mm-hmm. so it's the book series is good i if you like witches i like the alice hoffman um series with so the there's the rules of magic and then oh it's the practical magic series okay practical oh. magic is the movie i was thinking of practical um, magic yes mm-hmm. and then there's magic lessons the book of magic pretty good that's a good movie i think they're making a sequel so yeah probably yeah. you know they're taking it from one of these no. Well, it's almost time for them to start speaking of sequels. Uh, um, with the um, what's the one they sh- that that came out last year? Sarah Jessica Parker. Oh, and- I love Hocus Pocus. Oh, Hocus Pocus. Hocus Pocus. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. We were talking about this the other day. Yeah. Yeah. I have to see the second one still. The second oh, one is awful. I could. Th- oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Well, speaking of creepy movies, then I still. I don't know if this is a. Halloween movie, but I still haven't seen it. Uh, Nightmare Before Christmas. Oh, I've tried I like that one. so many times to watch that, and I've never finished. Yeah, it. Yeah, I've watched it. So it's not that. It's, it's really not, good. It's like a Christmas and Halloween movie together. You know, I I don't know. I know the song. I mean, I know the this is Halloween song, but I don't know. I I don't know. Now that Tracy said that she can't even finish it, I don't know. <laughs> I wanted to. Everyone says it's so great, but I've never been able to finish it. A lot of the stuff I watch with my kids, so you might have to find a kid to watch it with. Yeah, yeah they don't. Makes it don't, more seamless. The, um, who's the director of <laughs> that? Movie? Watch it through their eyes, you know. Yeah. Who's the director of that movie? Tim Burton. Tim Burton. Yeah, Tim Burton stuff. I don't. I don't mess with. Uh, Why you don't like Beetlejuice? And I've never seen Beetlejuice. I don't Edward do creepy. You never seen Beetlejuice? No. For Edward Scissorhands. Oh. I don't do creepy. I t- oh wow, yeah, those are both great. Yeah, yeah. But you don't do creepy, so now I get why you avoided it. Yes, because <laughs> <laughs> they are both creepy. Uh, <laughs> but I did, I did like the original, like Adam's family, Adam's family values when she go when they go to camp and she like tries to burn the whole thing down like that. Mm-hmm. I love that. That was great. That wasn't too creepy, so I could do it. But um. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> if we're talking about watching stuff, the, I think the scariest movie series for me right now is The Conjuring like World. Oh, yeah, yeah. One and two, and then the Annabelle movies, they're, they're all connected to each other. They're really uh-huh. scary. Oh, you're no. right. Yeah, I was scared. That's the one with like the talking the devil with the Annabelle piano. Doll. 
there's, there's like a doll and then there's always a demon that possesses somebody in the, the family and then they bring in the Warrens who are these like psych the psychic couple that works for the church and then they bring them in to kind of exercise the demon they're really oh gosh. like well done horror movies oh man Morgan shaking her head nope <laughs> you're just surprising me I didn't think you had all this horror in you. <laughs> I've always liked horror I, when I started reading Anne Rice at a very young age, I was like maybe in my tweens, you know, like early teens when I first read Interview with the Vampire. And then when I was a teenager, I read the Mayfair Witches trilogy. I know that they made a series about the Mayfair Witches. Mm-hmm. What's funny is when I was reading up on banned books, one of the Anne Rice books came up, The Tale of a Body of the Body Thief, and in, actually two, and Interview with the Vampire. They've both been challenged or banned because of, you know, this the usual satanic this or that or whatever um but what's interesting is i didn't see mayfair witches at all on that list and actually that's the one that i would think parents would be afraid of because there's so much erotica in that in that series so much sex in it like sex with like a demon and all this stuff and that's how i know like these parents do not read these books they're just judging the book based on passages they've seen or a movie they've seen it's not based on like actually reading it tale of the body thief is actually from the vampire series one of the best ones i think it's it's just all about lestat learning a trick to possess a human body it's fantastic so yeah i recommend if you want to go old school i recommend tale of the body Thief by anne rice okay you know that's what they say a book is always better true the characters are more well developed you know obviously they go into this it's so dense there's so much in there you get to really learn the histories, you know, how old they are. They don't really go into how old, you know, Lestat is, you know. Speaking of books that being, uh, movie being better, the books being better than the movie, I find that, that one band book that I love, Perks Mean Wildflower, both the book and the movie are equally good. Mm-hmm. I agree with you on that one. Those are good. I really like good. A lot. The book was good too. Mm-hmm. I do either of you. I get it right. I guess it helps because the director was the uh, writer, which is cool. Mm. I didn't know that. Oh, well, that makes sense. See, that's the only way I guess you get it right. Because sometimes <laughs> it just goes so wrong. And I'm like, why? It's also why the Harry Potter movie books are good. I think because they con- Rowling was really involved in the making of the movie. Except for Cursed Child. Just ter- that was terrible. But yes. <laughs> <laughs> Take that one back. <laughs> she also wrote that one much later right yeah kind of like she lost the mojo a little bit well I think that one was like her she gave the ideas but then they had a, a screenwriter do it but he was one of the screenwriters for oh. the films but yeah I see just a mess should we move on to promotions sure. any programs you guys want to um, talk about all right well what's going on in november um with adult programming is we've got two films in november one is the whale starring brendan frazier and then the robin williams classic dead poet society which is going to be on november 1st and then the 15th and then we also have night of the writers going on november 1st which is a writing workshop and we got open mic night thursday november 2nd friday night film school friday november 3rd and the 10th at 7. There's Knitting Circle every Saturday, Shakespeare Group every Monday. We have one sound bath on November 8th, and then Italian Conversation Group Thursdays at 11. 
Okay, so I'm going to cover teens and children. So for children, right now we have a lot of really cool um, programs on Saturdays. Uh, we don't usually offer programs on Saturdays. It's a new newer thing, so it's really nice. Uh, we have uh, Zumbini on Saturdays. Zumbini is Zumba for little kids, so ages one to four. It's very cute. And that's on November 4th um, at 11 o'clock. We also have on November 18th, Rock and Rascals for ages one to five. And that is music, live music, singing, um, bubbles, dancing. It's really fun. Um, they're also going to be having some cool programs for the older kids in November. We have King Me, which is on November 15th, and that's for grades three to five. And that is... Um, creating your own checker set to take home so that you can play with your friends and family. We're also going to have indigenous stories and craft, and that's going to be on November 21st from 4.30 to 5.15. And that's for grades one to three. You're going to listen to uh, indigenous stories and create a spin drum that you get to take home. For the teens, we have a lot going on. We have the teen volunteer project that goes on monthly. So it's every Tuesday, uh, sorry. Once a month on Tuesdays, um, and in November, it's on the 21st, and it's from 4.30 to 5.30 for grades 6 to 12, and this is for kids who are looking to get volunteer credits for school. Um, they're going to be working on a project. You get to decide what the project is. Even if you can't come every month, it's okay. You can still come and contribute to the project. Um, today is the first meeting, so by November, they'll have it under wraps, and then you'll get to help with whatever's going on. We also have anime club for grades six through 12 and that I'm sorry, six through eight. And that is on November 16th at four o'clock. You'll get to come and watch different anime shows or movies and have really cool snacks. Another one that the kids are really into is the anime, oh, I'm sorry, the superhero trivia and cosplay night. And that one's going to be November 17th uh, for grades six through 12 at four o'clock. And you can come join us for trivia about different superheroes. Uh, and we're also encouraging everyone to dress up. You don't have to dress up, but we love cosplay. So if you want, want to dress up, do it. And it's going to be fun. We're going to have snacks. It's going to be a great time. And the last program I'll talk about is Bring Your Own Book Club. That meets monthly. So in November, it's on the 3rd. It's for grades 6 through 12, and it's at 4 o'clock. And Bring Your Own Book Club is really cool because you can bring whatever book or books you've been reading recently. Everyone can talk to up to three books, about up to three books. And you'll basically just book talk a book that you really loved, uh, why you think others should read it, and then everybody else will do the same. And then I can I make a list that we have in the teen room for the month so that other teens can come in and pick books um, off of your recommendation. So it's really cool. It's a great way for the teens to, you know, have their voice heard in a teen room. So yeah. Got a lot going on. Sounds like our next episode, we're still figuring it out. Uh, hopefully we're trying to make it so that we come maybe every couple, three, three months or so, maybe quarterly we'll do episodes, but we'll let you know when we release it. Uh, for now, you can reach us on Twitter and Instagram at Nyack Library, Facebook.com slash Nyack Library, our website, nyacklibrary.org. On YouTube, we have uh, program videos and whatnot at Nyack Library from Home. Our email is info at nyacklibrary.org. 
And I'm Tracy. I'm Lenore. I'm Morgan. Thank you so much for listening to episode 19 of Paper Cut, and have a safe and scary Halloween.